Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, yeah, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Good luck. Hey, uh,. This is the first episode of 2022. It's a brand new year. Just want to say Happy New Year to everybody and uh, I apologize for the previous podcast which I fucked up on. So hopefully I won't fuck up on this one. I'll uh, keep the file on me just in case it doesn't upload. But yeah, I'm with uh, James and uh, my other special guest, uh, James, who's now a regular and our special guest. So. Yeah. So yeah, welcome back to Shooting the Bee Breeze with uh, Bash and James. And James. James Squared. Mm-hmm. New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, boys. Happy, Happy New Year. year. Uh, bit of bit of a fucking shit New Year for me, but you know, <laughs> so far I won't lie. Catching COVID on on New Year's Eve, and then spoiling my time off work, and then my little one catching covid i won't lie 2022 so far fucking sucks no, <laughs> I, I did shit myself and you said you had covid i was like oh fuck's sake i'm all clear L- now lucky, like, it's luck- just a fake luckily i've been immune to it well to omnicron or whatever the new variant is whichever ones are fucking coming out left right and center every day i mean matt hancock's got it again i mean shag has been shagging around so can't expect it. Oh, oh, oh no, poor Matt Hancock. <laughs> yeah. You know, Shagger is going to get eventually, really. We had uh-huh. Boris Johnson in the uh, news today, like, finally admitting <laughs> that he was at that party at number 10 and then apologising. And it's like, oh, dude, you fuck. <laughs> I don't think. You know what? Boris is bulletproof, man. Bol- uh, Boris is not bulletproof. <laughs> Boris, Boris just, seem, just seems to be bulletproof. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, rah, 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 whatever. And then get over it. He had that scandal with the fucking money about his flat. It's like me giving you like 400 grand, yeah. And, and then the bank's asking like, where you got that money from to refurbish your flat? Yeah, my mate just paid for it. You know what I'm saying? And then now he had this scandal. He's probably been to bear parties. They're like, they're already telling people to clean their phones. It's like, who's snooping on their phones? MI6. <laughs> fucking hell. You know what I mean? Parties. You ain't been to a fucking hairdresser. You ain't been to a fucking parties. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, ain't been to yeah, fair dues, ain't been to the hairdressers. But yeah, but you know, it's like it's come to the point where you know we're gonna end up just living with it, so I think that's the new I won't strategy. Lie, you know what? Like Bash, obviously you had COVID more than and worse than anybody I know. Obviously you ended up in hospital and stuff, but like I ducked it for two years and those first probably seventy two hours of having it I have never felt so rough and so, like, it's weird. It's shit, yeah. I wouldn't like, wish it on anybody. It is shit. The nausea, the dizziness, which was the absolute worst, the chills, the high temperature, and it all comes on so quickly. So, I mean, fuck me. If you haven't been jabbed, listeners, please, like, <laughs> if you're on the fence and you haven't been jabbed... Get your ass jabbed. Just fucking get jabbed. Like, this is coming from somebody who I was double jabbed. 
I've ducked it for two years. I finally had it, and it's fucking horrible. So, just you know, putting that out there. I'm not. I'm not one to be like tell people get a vaccine or not get a vaccine. But if your ass ends up in hospital, don't blame me. Just put that there. Public health warning. It's not yeah. nice. It's not fun. It does exist. That's the no PSA and some shoots in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you like, no matter what you like, think it does exist and it's, it's going to exist for a long time. It's just hopefully it's kind of like ends up being like the flu and the cold and kind of decides to kind of delete it. Not not delete itself, just give less of a made put people in hospital basically. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's our PSA on COVID. <laughs> But yeah, I'd, uh, I'm glad you got through it quite un- pretty yeah. unscathed. Just uh, soldiering on. Yeah. Um, how are you, James? How's your new year? Yeah, it was it was all right, to be fair. It was just kind of going through the motions more than anything. We had tickets to go to the local, um, and that got cancelled literally the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, new Year's Eve, sorry. Yeah. Um, they had like a Christmas Eve party and there was like uh, from what I've heard from the people that I spoke to because we do go there quite often um, there was about 30 cases or something daft like that Um, people got it and then of the 20 staff that took the Queslet there was 14 of them that was off with COVID so we just had a quiet one stayed in um, just chilled with the family for a little bit and then literally work has been horrendous at first like as James will know we're work is always we're not allowed to say where we yeah, work um, oh yeah don't for, um, for uh, security reasons myself and the other James are, we both work for the same company but we're not allowed to say where we work but what ties in with what happened with James was the day that I tested positive with COVID I've started working at a local pub called the Victoria uh, in uh, Warsaw where we live and um like literally, I was finishing my job at my main job, and then I was supposed to start at the pub at like nine o'clock. I took a test at four o'clock, tested positive, and it turns out that every single bar staff member of the pub caught it at the same time, and the pub was closed for a week. Yeah. So the first week of the new year, complete write off. Yeah, but that's just big. That's all the pubs and thing, and like you know, busy work gets in the first couple of months of the year. So. And then all the pubs were local to us have closed down as well now. Um, for the first week or so, and it's only just now that things are starting to get back to uh, back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I'm gonna say is, um, yeah, it's been a weird one, but there's been a. It's like for like considering like how pro wrestling has been. It's been a good week, well, week and a bit for pro wrestling. To be fair, it was a good Christmas period for wrestling. I mean, Christmas and New Year, there's a lot that's happened. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll just go through like bits and bobs about day one. I thought it wasn't a bad pay-per-view. Like, I pretty thoroughly enjoyed it till like, obviously, um, I thought Liv Morgan's, like, kind of showing up now. Liv obviously, Morgan's going from strength to strength. Uh, obviously, Becky's kind of, like, um, kind of going through that. Um, I think Liv Morgan's going to have that title by Mania. Um, she's getting better and better. I mean, I don't know if you've had the chance to watch Raw yet, but she was on Raw and she was in that ring, and 
she was finally looking like she was in control of a match. So, like, she was dictating the rhythm of it, the speed of it. And, I mean, and to be fair, she was in the ring with Bianca Blair. And, you know, she's pretty solid herself. But Liv looked better. So, I think, give her that couple of months. Like, I don't believe that Liv's going to... I think she may have a, a, a rematch at the Royal Rumble. She's not going to win the title at the Royal Rumble, but she will at WrestleMania. That's a prediction from myself. I think I think she'll win the Rumble, personally. I think they're kind of keying it up for her. But just from the way that she was, like, I think if she was if it was anyone other than Becky with the belt, I think she would have won it day one. I really do. Yeah, if it was Bianca, I'd say Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan at this very moment in time are on the same level. You're kind of talking about like, um, I'm like, I'll give like my theory like. Everybody's like it's Bailey's time to come back, so I think the last two are Bailey and Liv, and whoever gets chucked out goes for the Raw Women's Title, and Bailey's going to go for the. I agree with that. Like Bailey is a solid pick to win the entire Rumble, but to be honest, Bailey could just challenge Charlotte, and then you could still have Liv gun for Becky because Becky's got to have a match at Mania. So, like. We, we discussed it earlier. Bailey is, I would say, the safest and most logical mm-hmm. bet to win the Women's Rumble, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, Bailey is the safest bet, but Liv's like the outside Olympic. Either that or Tamina, because why not? <laughs> Fuck it, Tamina. Yes, the <laughs> Tamina train. It's back again. <laughs> Let's give Tamina a win. Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, so obviously Reigns comes down with COVID. And like... Yes. Uh like everyone people are like oh is it a storyline is it this is it that or whatever I'm like fucking hell the dude's got COVID and he had leukemia I mean give the dude a break man yeah you know this, what is what I mean? a... this ain't a joke you know what I mean I don't think they would joke about fucking storyline wise having Reigns having COVID I think that Reigns coming down with COVID though was ultimately the downfall of Big E's title run yeah with... unfortunately I, I mean be a full time Lesnar who is funny, happy to be there, and got this new kind of persona as champion. I absolutely love it, but I feel so bad for Big E. Another member of the New Day getting fucked. <sighs> this is unfortunate, but... It's... Uh, this was pure circumstance, and it, I think it's literally because Reigns yeah. wasn't there. Um... I just hope this isn't the end for Big E. I think Big E is a good shot to win the Rumble. I don't want to see that, but if I'm completely honest. I know you don't want to see it, but it's, just, it's the only option for him that's left, though. Too predictable. Yeah, it's too predictable. It's the only option left for him, though. Yeah, like, just listen to what you've been saying there. For like, It just baffles me, because everyone that I've thought at any point that might win the Rumble is now in a match at the Rumble. I, I thought Seth Rollins was a shoe-in to start with. Now all of a sudden he's got a match. Then Bobby Lashley, and now he's got a match. And like just what you was talking about that with the safe bets, did you just have a quick look at the odds? And the clear favourite, I don't know if either of you want to try and guess who the clear favourite is to win the Men's Royal Rumble. Mm. <laughs> yeah. right, some distance well. So they're three to one to win the Rumble. Who was that? And then Big E is okay. second, 11 to two. Who's first? Lesnar. 
Lesnar's got the belt. I'll say Lesnar's got a match. I think they think that he's going to drop the belt to Bobby Lashley. And, and then, then, and then go in the rubble. Paul Double G. It seems yeah. like... It, it makes sense looking at the odds. Now that I've seen it, it makes sense because he's the person they go to when they haven't got any other ideas. And if they're looking at everyone else, like the list here is literally Lesnar, Big E, AJ Styles, Omos, Bobby Lashley, Reigns, Rawlins, Owens. There's not many people that are even in there. If you take out Rawlins, Reigns, Lesnar and Bobby Lashley are fighting each other, AJ Styles is knocking around on NXT unless they move him up. I just think that the only person left literally is Big E to win the Rumble. Yeah, almost is not almost is not ready. Almost ain't ready. He's gonna have a good showing. No, I think he's gonna chuck a few people out. Braun Breakers no, in there. Anyone? Braun Breakers no. in there chucking a few people out, and um, Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's coming in. So let's, as an outside bet, just as a, an outside one, just because I do think they're gonna, I think they're gonna push Reigns versus Rock soon. Whether Rawlins beats Reigns for the title and then Kevin Owens wins the Rumble because they've had a thing going on Raw at the moment, haven't they? So don't see KO winning the Rumble. I love him to win the Rumble. He's like the favorite favorite, like, but I don't I think th- so. I think Rollins. I mean, I think Rollins is gonna beat Reigns. I believe that is gonna happen, and I think Lesnar is gonna retain against Lashley, and it's gonna set up Reigns Lesnar at. WrestleMania. Who do you think is the special person? The Rumble face is Seth. So, if I had to pick anyone, I'd pick AJ Styles because he's doing the best work at the moment. Him on NXT 2.0, AJ on NXT, killing it. Have anybody seen that match in Wanda? Yes, I watched it earlier. It's quality. Then, after the match, LA Knight comes out he returns yeah. and he guns for Waller. LA Knight is a star. LA Knight's a face now, by the way. Yeah. And, oh my God, the dude's a star. Like him and AJ in the ring together. Amazing. Like, um, I'm just like, like, who do you think the special person is going to be? I've got a feeling. door. So, so what? So Mickey, Mickey James coming in with the impact title, yeah? Yeah, I've got a feeling it's gonna be it's gonna be someone from TNA that's got WWE ties, who but I can't that? think of who's in TNA at the moment that has, unless it's gonna be someone like Big Cass, maybe. I think it's gonna be Switchblade, Jay White. So that's a big, big push. Like, I but think... do you think it's gonna be someone that comes in just for that match and then goes? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's somebody from AEW. No, but everyone's saying Jericho. I saw the Jericho or Daniel Bryan. That's what I'm thinking. It's not going to be Daniel Bryan. That's too soon. No. Nah. Like, that's too fresh. No, nah, <laughs> I, th- I think because, you know, Bryan's left the company without any like, shitstorm. I think they'll let him come in and do, like, some spots in the rumble and go on. Nah, I'd say Jericho and then Hall of Fame and then back to AEW. Not a bad show. I mean, Johnny Knoxville's 250 to one to appear in the Rumble <laughs> or to win the Rumble. Like the guy from Jeff, has you? Yeah, so there's yeah. always oh, a chance. Yeah. But I'm just looking at him now and there's there literally isn't anyone. It, it's hard times for Chad Gable when CM Punk's got lower odds to win the Rumble than he has. Chad Gable's literally a WWE superstar. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Punk. <laughs> I, I'm not the nah, I, don't, I don't think it'll be anyone from AEW. I think it, it's only going to be from 
TNA. Who's left from Ring of Honor that's not been signed up? Who's he? Who's any free agents knocking around at the moment? It won't. It won't yeah. be anybody from Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, Jericho's a safe bet. It's going to be somebody the WWE be audience knows. I don't think it's going to be like like the whole like AJ thing or whatever. I think it's going to be somebody that they know, like that the pro wrestling community kind of knows and respects and. But who's in impact that people know? I'm going with an epic pass. I'm going to create a, a hypothetical situation now. It's either, it's going to be, Omos is going to eliminate everyone. He's going to dominate the Rumble. Mm. And then Braun Strowman's going to come down and they're going to have a face-off. And that's what the match is going to be created. That's what I'm calling, listeners. Sign it up like that. And I can see it. Or Cass, because <laughs> Cassie's seven foot tall, isn't he? So... Strowman coming back that quickly, you know. No, I don't think I don't think Bray Wyatt's coming back. He might do Triple H, he might as well be Triple H. He's got nothing else to do. They took everything else away from him. <laughs> he might as well get back in the ring and start again. I don't know, man. It's just that like, I, I I'm happy that they're working with somebody else at least. I mean I'm happy the, that you got something to look forward to. The, you got some surprises. Yeah, the thing is, right, people forget that WWE has worked with other companies. It's just that they've been in their own lane for so long. I mean that in the eighties they were sending fucking Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, they sent on Andre Blaze in the nineties to Japan, I mean. So it's not that like they haven't worked with other people. I think they had the N W A title and stuff like that as well and Oh so what's the name? Um Nicky James' husband, I reckon he's a safe bet. Nick Aldis. Is he still NWA world champion? I don't know. Uh, no. I do not know about that. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> Trevor Murdoch is. Jesus Christ. Does a bit still work for WWE backstage? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, there we are. He's there. <laughs> well, I bet don't have an offer. You can't put a, uh, a thing on saying who's going to be the special guest person is. But Omos is two to one to have the most eliminations in the men's rumble. Yeah, well, you reckon it's going to beat Kane's record? Am I? And that's, that's just about the most eliminations in specifically this rumble. Who's, I think, who else, who else got it? Has Roman Reigns not got it now? Yeah, it's Reigns, yeah. No, I'm sure it's still Kane. No, no, Kane got beaten by Reigns by one. You know what? I'm picking AJ to win it. I'm picking AJ. The more we, the more we talk about it, the more I think he's... You are right. He's he's the standout. So I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited because this is the last rumble. I think we all pretty much knew exactly who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. This rumble just seems like it could, it could literally be anyone. You watch Cesaro win it. <laughs> you watch fucking Cesaro. Cesaro wants to win it because I had a bit on him since February. I think, <laughs> it was, I think it was like thirty to one or something like that for him to win the rumble. Imagine so. if Cesaro pulls it off, bro, and they give him that push. No, no but the be, thing is, it's not Cesaro. So stop and start. I mean, he's such a great worker, but he's what, just too stop and start. You reckon Cesaro win it, and then Rollins beats Reigns, and then you pick up the Rollins versus Cesaro feud. Like, pick that back up. I'd love to, but I don't see it happening. As long as it's not McIntyre. I don't want to see McIntyre win it. No, I don't see McIntyre winning it. He's injured, isn't he? I don't think he's in the Rumble. He's not injured. Oh, he's injured. I thought he'd gone off to have surgery or something. I don't, I don't, I don't You can't bet on him to win the Rumble. He's not, he's like, he's mm. not an option at all. I know Sasha Banks is injured, so she's not in the women's rumble. We know one person that's not going to be in there. Tony Storm. Uh, yeah. She's uh, either quit or... She walked There's away. There's rumours that she quit. She just or... walked off. <laughs> yeah. It just... What about Ronda Rousey? 
She had a kid yet. Yeah, she had a kid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's popped. Her, she's popped her nipper out as well. Nah, I don't so, like. I don't. You, you don't want you. You want a Rousey to win. You want something. Somebody who's homegrown. Like I know it's WrestleMania, or whatever, but it's between Bailey and Liv. No, Nikki Bella, yeah, Nikki Bella. We're picking Nikki Bella. We all agreed on Nikki Bella, yeah. Yeah, but you know, you're counting out Nikki and Thingy. Who's <laughs> who's the other Bella? Is married to Brian? Bray. Yeah, Bray. so who's saying Brian ain't gonna be there? Mate, it's too fresh. It's too. Nah. Are you telling me Brian ain't gonna be backstage with his missus? Maybe. Well, no, his his missus ain't going in. It's only um John Cena's ex. No, it's both. Dude, Brian ain't gonna be there. I'm sorry, it's too fresh. It's too new. Imagine. Be a dream come true. Bray Wyatt, has he signed anywhere yet? Or is he still yeah, just floating the ether? Yeah. And going back to it, I would I would be the happiest person in the world if Ronda Rousey come back and win the Royal Rumble because and a quote. Um if she wins the Rumble and Cesaro wins the Rumble like we just both predicted, I win two and a half grand. So <laughs> Do <laughs> both need to win for you to get two and a half grand? Yeah, yeah, both need to win. Yeah, yeah. two and a half grand. <laughs> Imagine if you text us the next day, like lad, guess what happened? Right, if 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 they both win the rumble and I win two and a half grand, the first thing you'll see is a picture of me with no top on in the street with a bottle of wine, <laughs> pouring it over my body. Well, I'm excited. Like this is the most we've, we've spoke about it. This is probably last year we just knew straight away. And I'm, I'm genuinely excited because I don't know who's going to win. You can telegraph who's going to win probably every rumble for the past ten years. So yeah, this is pretty pretty interesting. I hope that's on. But just going back to what you said about Tony Storm, I just think I just don't understand how again and how many times have we said this over the course of probably the last year of podcasts with all the releases? Like how can they just consistently just keep dropping the ball every single time? We've every top talent that comes around well, I, think, I think with Tony the crowd she was over with the crowd but hey, Tony uh, stop. yeah nah well that run that she was having with Charlotte you can if you really listen to the crowd you can tell them I, behind it I, I think that was that they dropped the ball with her and they dropped the ball with uh, uh, Samoa Joe yeah we're talking about being NXT, we've got completely the death of the black and gold brand. is completely dead, gone, yeah, but, finished. I'm going to walk with the phone and I'm going to pour myself <laughs> whiskey and coke while we're talking. I mean, you're talking about flipping complete death of a brand. I thought Ring of Honor was bad, but fucking hell, this is like dead, dead. Is yeah, that, are, are gonna, do you think they're going to change all the belts as well? At this point, I would not be surprised. I if I'm completely <laughs> honest. I mean, uh, yeah, the, I assume uh, you lot, you lot must have watched New Year's Evil, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah so, so Champa lost, yeah. Braun Strowman kicked some type of yellow X or something. Was that like some type of spot or? I think that was a symbolic, uh, right, goodbye, black and gold NXT, this is their mind. Yeah, so, um, Regal's gone, which was a shock to me. Like a huge shock, like Joe, you kind of see, kind of saw coming really because it wasn't doing anything. But Regal was like, to me, Regal was like the best talent scout in the past 10 15 years. Right. I agree. And whoever, I, I think somebody like TNA, not AW because they're, they're oversaturated at the moment, 
somebody like Impact picking up Regal as a talent scout would be the smartest business decision ever. <coughs> I think uh, like Regal has got ties. If it wasn't in the pandemic, he's got ties. When like he's got great ties with New Japan. You know what I mean? He's got like really. I I did like his tweet that he sent out because like, obviously not like, burning bridges with the company or whatever. Yeah, he's very classy. Yeah. He, he, he had a classy tweet. He was like, you know, they mm-hmm. saved my life in 1999, and ultimately mm-hmm. they allowed me to live a very charmed life. So thank you so much. I have no, you know, I have no regrets, and I hold no hostility. Which was like other people go off fucking. Oh, other people no, sort no, of no, no. Yeah, like really. James agreed to wrestle in the Royal Rumble after the century year in two black bags. I know, yeah. Like, doesn't make any sense to me. It must be money, if, it? Imagine if Mickey's just been waiting for this. She goes off script and she just fucks the women's rumble. <laughs> like, whoever's like supposed to win it. Like, let's say for example, Liv's supposed to win it. Mickey James bombs in there, grabs her, and just launches her over the rope, and then just fucks off. I mean, like going into business for themselves. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think the most interesting. Like 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 Regal's got ties with everyone and he knows pretty much everybody in the industry, so whenever he lands, you know, I'm sure he'll be back on his feet in no and time. He's, uh, developmental in NXT. Huh? William Regal's son. Yeah. He's in um the developmental for an extra. He's, so, yeah, so. You know, they could have at least kept his dad around so like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, but... look so much like him, it's scary. Yeah, but like I said, Regal was just—it was a bit—it was a bit of a shock. Like I thought, but obviously, you know, with the like we're talking about the death of the black and gold brand, that's like dead, like finished, gone. I just—I struggle to think that they've, they haven't got a position for him. I just don't believe that they've not got a position in the company. I have any description for him. But it's not—I don't think it's that. I think they're just getting rid of that whole. Because obviously, you know, Vince doesn't like failure and whatever. He's just burying it in the past. I think it's just black and gold. Like, yeah. if I was Triple H and Shawn Michaels, even though Triple H is his son-in-law, I've got a feeling Triple H is going to be gone within six months. Yeah, imagine that family dinner. Mm-hmm. Fucking grandkids. <laughs> Everyone's scrapping each other around the table. I mean, like, it's just a bit... It's just like, I don't know. It's like, okay, like, I don't understand what they're doing with the cruiserweight belt either, like... What do they call it? The North American Cruiserweight title or some shit? Well, if you watch NXT, um, mm-hmm. the new champion's just rocking around with the North American belt. He wasn't even carrying the Cruiserweight belt. Yeah. I think I was under the impression that he had been absorbed into it and it's just going to be the North America from now yeah. on with the European where he kind of merged into the Intercontinental. Yeah. I think and the North American champion had a little bit of a standoff uh, face-to-face with AJ Styles after... The LA night segment, so I think AJ might do like a, a stint in NXT. I don't think he's going to stay in NXT, but I think he's going to be around for a little while, and I reckon he's going to wrestle some of the younger talent. Yeah, well, like you know, if you want to put a fucking solid veteran in, you can go. But AJ's the safest bet, isn't it? AJ's just. Uh, I was listening to um, Wrestling Soup, and AJ's the contract that he signed recently. Uh, where he re-signed like, towards the tail end of last year, 
it wasn't a short contract. It wasn't like a, I've only got one or two years left. The dude signed like a five-year contract. Yeah. And the guy's like 42. So AJ Styles is not slowing down. That's why I'm picking him for Rumble. I, I've just got a feeling. Yeah, uh, James, you got any thoughts on uh, what NXT is kind of morphing into and like, you know, Regal? I think I'll, I'll definitely give it a chance. I think I'm, I'm probably looking at the old NXT through Rhodes to New Glasses just because of how good it was. And it was, I think, for a vast, vast majority of the last probably five years, it's been the best product that they've put out. I know SmackDown's been great when he's been great, but in terms of consistency yeah. um, and like all the shows that they've put out and all the rest of it, it's always been class. So the fact that they've completely tore it apart without really a second guess always just seems strange to me, like why they would go down that route. Like obviously Vince runs a multi-million dollar company, so he knows better than me, but it just seemed like a. It just seems weird that they've completely restructured it into this one. Like they've got good stars, but like Bron Breaker, absolute standout star. But Bron Breaker is the. I reckon he is a few. I mean, the dude's been wrestling for a year and a half, and it's like he is. I think wrestling suit. They basically described him. He is a purebred wrestler who has been taught not only in NXT developmental, but. His dad, like, he knows how to bang out a promo. He's a beast in the ring. He's a star. And the dude's, like, fucking 22. Like, the dude's a star. Like, he reminds me, and I hate to bring up his name, he is what Velveteen Dream was. A young star. I just hope he doesn't fuck it like fucking Dream did. (laughs) (laughs) I look at him, like... He's almost like he's different. He's almost a little bit like a modern day Kurt Angle. Well, that's a bold comparison to me. No, when Angle came in and he was like, just in the terms of like the way that he wrestles, but how quickly Angle went from nothing to mm, being yeah, just quick. He, he's on that kind. He's on that that trajectory in from mm. like the way that I look at him, and I, I think all for it because he's class in the ring. He's going to be good. I just hope that they don't push him straight to the moon and then they put him into the main roster too soon and it's just nah I reckon he's going to carry that new brand for I reckon he's going to have a decent stint as champion I reckon he's going to stick around I wouldn't be surprised if he's still there in two years and then bring him up because he's so young Vince McMahon must just be looking at him and just fucking frothing at the mouth (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like another thing is like, um, what is it with that? Like, I just like feel like NXT is kind of, okay. It's changed a lot and stuff like that, but it's become like the. It's like not a third brand now. It's kind of like developmental, isn't it? Like yeah. it used to be. So which is what it was always supposed yeah, to so be. Yeah, so it's kind of flipped into developmental. Yeah. And it's kind of like they're just they're not, they're not even touring or anything with that NXT anymore. They just got that home base in full sale. I mean, like they could put they could have put war games like fucking t- into Marina or whatever. But I, I think it's just going to be at full sale and just like developmental for everybody. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good point. Like I think that's what's going to be the most difficult for me is to realise that it's it's now transitioning back toward developmental because I'm always going to expect the same standard of wrestling. I think we've been spoiled going from seeing like Gargano versus Cold in their matches that they've had 
it would just seem like people like Adam Cole in general to then all of a sudden see like new and upcoming stars coming through. I think it's going to take time to adjust, but it is an adjustment. But uh, I don't know. I tell you what, like no. as much I have got the fondest memories of the black and gold brand, but two point you watch it, and if you look at it through the mindset of these are future stars, you can see certain people, and you're just like, yeah, I can see, you know, like Champa. I think Champa was like the last of the the old the old, the old guy, God, yeah. and he's going like, I reckon he'll be in the Rumble, and I reckon he'll be on Raw or SmackDown shortly thereafter. Yeah. Oh no. I don't know what his future holds. AEW, mm, hopefully. <laughs> like, um, like, do you know another shout who will be in the Women's Rumble? Toxic Attraction? They're good, actually. Raquel Gonzalez could be a shout as well. Yeah, I don't think they're going to yeah. win it. I think they're going to show up. I think Toxic Attraction, all of them together, are going to start chucking out a few people. And then Gonzalez comes out and chucks out a few people. Like, I think Gonzalez will be in the final four, you know. I reckon if they're going to bring her up, I reckon Gonzalez, yeah, Gonzalez in the final four, I reckon that's a joke. Yeah. Just wanted right to add, it, add that in there with the NXT. Ron Strowman's missus. Who's that? Gonzalez. Her and Strowman together. Oh, are they? Yep. Raquel Gonzalez and Big E both with the Raw and below in a thousand pounds. How many bets have you had? <laughs> <laughs> I put them on. Look, literally, I put, I put them on. Um, you know, I'm going on Bet365 right now, looking up the Royal Rumble, and I'm, I'm going to put a cheeky five on the... <laughs> when is the Royal Rumble? Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's a Saturday. Saturday. A lot of pay-per-views on Saturdays now. See, that's what I thought, because this, this shows how long ago I've had these bets on, because the bets are still showing that it's Sunday, the 30th of January. Yeah, it's a Saturday. They yeah, changed Saturday. everything to a Saturday, ain't they now? Because, like I said, I think we mentioned this last time on the pay-per-view, on the, I mean the podcast that got... Uh, destroyed. Um, yeah. Basically, like they, I think they're doing Saturdays because they're competing with UFC for Saturday paper, like Saturday pay per view money. And then on Sunday, people go back to work on a Monday. Yeah. So, so that's why they're doing Saturdays. Like there's a two day mania, but apart from that, all the other, all the other pay per views are on the Saturday. Yeah, it does make sense. But all the bets that I've mentioned, I've literally have had them on since February of last year. But the second the Royal Rumble won, I've just been it to the year in advance, and it's ended up with being Cesaro and Wanda Rousey, Raquel Gonzalez and Biggie, and then just Cesaro to win on his own. Because I do, th- I do think that Cesaro is going to go the distance, or is going to be long into the thing. But I just, I just don't think they'll ever pull the trigger on him. I think he's going to be like a. I know Dolph Ziggler had a title run and stuff, but I just think he's going to be one of them people that they don't pull the trigger on and let him just be as good as he needs to be. I guess we'll wait and see. Eh? Um, Damn yeah. it, you can't bet wrestling on Bet365. <laughs> I think Sky, Sky Bet's literally the only betting site. Yeah. There is alternative betting sites out there. Just I in think case. there's like DraftKings in America, but I don't uh-huh. know if you can get it. I uh, know what, this is bullshit, right? I'm <laughs> going to have to in download fucking Sky Bet. <laughs> <laughs> I always see that DraftKings, but I, like you said, I don't think we can get it in our location, can we? I don't think so. I'm not 100% sure, you know. Because, like, I think because uh, the American time and the UK time like I think we can get a, what, no finish pretty much like like in the middle of the night and still put a bet on 
You know, this is actually a true story. I did have Skybet back in the day, and every year I used to bet on WrestleMania and for Undertaker to lose his streak because that was one of the bets that you could always have. And the one year that I didn't bet, Lesnar beat him. And I, w- I, w- I would have won like 100 quid off like a fucking pound. <laughs> like, that's what the odds were like. It was All the odds are terrible on wrestling, on betting sites, unless it was The Undertaker. And then it was stupid odds. And the one year I didn't bet, and he fucking lost. Yeah. Um, there was uh, another big um, event happening during... Uh, well, there's a few couple of big events happening during last week. Um, New Japan had Wrestle Kingdom 16, where I lost a bet to James. Um, but I paid up as soon as I knew the finish. So let's just put it that way. Um, I thought it was pretty solid both nights. I pretty enjoyed like. Night two was a lot better than night one. Yeah, I think so. But I think like overall, you're talking about like overall, what great matches that were there. I think there was a few filler matches and stuff, but obviously that's kind of due to the like the time, like you know the times we're in. in it, unfortunately, I mean. I think next year they're probably going to have some AEW involvement, but like I think this year is a bit a bit sketchy. But like, I really enjoyed like most of the shows. I thought it was interesting, and I thought um, my favorite undercard match was the women's match, like the Stardom match with the Stardom girls. I thought that was my favorite. Like you know, you're talking about like undercard. On Stardom, didn't the girl who was in AEW win the belts? No, that's. None of them have been AEW. Okay. So I think that's somebody else you're thinking about. You know the girl who was in AEW, the one who uh, Mika. Yeah, she is not in Stardom. She's in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Oh, she's just won their women's title. Yeah, Maya. If you're talking about Maya Imatami, she's like the Stardom. She's like the Tanahashi, like the Stardom Ace, basically. She always wears red and black, and she's got red hair. Yeah. And she's always, like, telling people to fuck off and stuff. Right. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, time, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she won the women's title. Like, I saw yeah. on Twitter. I was like, hey. Yeah, so, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, I thought that was, like, the standout of the undercard matches. I like, enjoyed Naito and Cobb, even though Cobb got injured. My uh, tan was to Kenta. Yeah. <sighs> what an absolute mismatch. Like, you got small little Kenta. Versus fucking big muscly John Cena Tanahashi. <laughs> Tanahashi nearly kills the guy several times. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, do you understand why they don't do fucking no DQ matches that often? I mean, uh, like, if, if you if you want to talk about, like, like colour in, like, a match, I think the image of Kenta's blood splattered on that table is going to be with me forever. Did you see the aftermath, James, of what Kenta actually suffered during that match? <laughs> No, so I remember I remember Rush put it in the chat and reading so a broken hip. A broken hip. Yeah, a broken nose, lacerations. A, a broken finger on his back. Broken like, finger. Yeah, fucked uh, up cheekbone. Yeah, like fucked like, up eye. They hate each other or something. I did watch it because like, um, I, I tend to try and drop in and out of uh, watching New Japan, but from watching like with the, the podcast and stuff, I do watch more matches now just of like people that I, I recognise and stuff like that. And I did, like I said before we started this, I just finished watching it and I just couldn't believe some of the things that was happening. Like, 
with the ladder push where he falls off when he actually cuts his face when he falls off the ladder and just lands mm-hmm. directly on the thing. It was, like, it was the cut on his back. That was, I saw a picture and then like zoomed in on it. And this wasn't just like a like a normal cut. This was thick. Like you could see like skin tissue, like where the, oh, fuck. Adrenaline is a crazy drug because he fucking walked out, bro. He finished the I match. Mean, you're talking about that. I mean, you're talking about comebacks. I mean, fucking Shibata came back. I thought that was the most like interesting thing of night one, and like I know he wrestled his um, understudy, but like Shibata, like going, you talk about people going into business for themselves. He kind of goes on the mic and like changes the rules of the match, and like everyone was like fucking shocked out of their mind. I mean, that was like kind of an interesting. The and crowd it? isn't used to watching matches with ladders and tables and like. You know, they're clapping respectfully when, like, Kenton's just, like, fucked up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, clap, clap, clap. Nice respectful clap. It's like, the dude's nearly dead. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, with COVID protocols, they still can't cheer, and oh, I, think, yeah. I think when they can cheer, they're fucking going to go all out. I mean, like, obviously, I lost a bit because Arcada won, but I really liked Arcada's ring gear. I thought uh, his uh, kimono that had like more the history of New Japan in it. It's know, not like... the safest bet I've ever made because I only won because I said that Okada was going to win on both nights. I was fairly certain he was going to win on the first night. The second night, even I was sceptical. Like, I thought Will Ospreay had a chance at like, taking it all. Yeah, but like, the th- pro- like you probably were more right on the booking because... Because Osprey is like a foreign talent, they haven't find it difficult, kind of the past couple of years having a champion that stable in it. In yeah. The past two years, that I'm, like with COVID and everything, a lot of things are fucked up in it. So. As yeah. much as I like seeing like American talents in New Japan, so like in the past, obviously we've had the Good Brothers. You had Kenny Omega. You've had Jericho. You've had um, Switchblade. You got Will Osprey. I think that they're gonna, what because of the pandemic. I think it's smart for them to stick with Japanese talent, and yes, that's that my logic when we made the bet. That's why the Wrestle Kingdom is more Japanese centric. Yeah, like, I before. would be surprised if Switchblade or Will Osprey. I reckon within the next year definitely two years because this pandemic's not going anywhere away anytime soon i think you are going to see your switchblades and your will ospreys perhaps in either AEW or wwe i think i think osprey is still signed for a while i'm not sure about what a switchblade contract situation is but yeah i thought the match with osprey and okada was great i thought okada was pulling out all the stops and like osprey doing a moonsault off the fucking lightning rig was yeah, yeah amazing. A card in a league of his own. Like the card has said in interviews that he would love to work in WWE. I just don't think that WWE would know what to do based on what they've done with Nakamura. I think a card needs to change his mindset because I think he's best off just staying in Japan and just being their guy. He is their guy. Like, like he retired the old belt, which is. Like the oddest thing I thought, like retiring that old belt and the new belt looks odd on him. But I suppose, yeah, like I suppose, like he's gonna make it into his own. Isn't it? But, I hope so. I mean, I mean like, I, I just needs to stay in New Japan. I mean, you got you got Naito 
challenging Al-Qaeda for like March 3rd or something, the anniversary. The 50th anniversary is March 3rd, so you kind of like, that's, that's the main event for that show. Imagine a card in WWE, like a card turning around to Reigns in like, doing like, doing like the pre-stuff for a match and like a card's like, right, Reigns, probably needs a translator. I'm going to hit you with a drop kick and it's going to fucking hurt. Are you okay with that? And Reigns like, wait, what? <laughs> Mate, that closing stretch with Osprey and fucking Okada was probably one of the best, like, matching, probably matching a year candidate. Just, Wrestle Kingdom always pulls off something that you think it's kind of like, oh, it's not going to be amazing, whatever, this and that, and they always manage to pull something off. It never disappoints. No, it was a solid two nights. I haven't watched the show with, I'm partially watching the show with Noah. So, I miss I Kenny. I miss Kenny in New Japan. I'm I'm actually missing Kenny in AEW. Yeah, like I think we're going to AEW. Do you want to add anything, James? Do no, that was, I wouldn't really add anything to it. The, the, the bits and pieces that I've watched and the matches that I've watched, it's always it's always seemed good. Like it's always seemed class. Like I think James, when he mentioned about Akada going to WWE, from the matches that I've seen, he's he's so good at what he does. I don't really think there's anyone in WWE that would give him that kind of match. No. No. Or would be able to, because no one's going to match him on the hard heating. And I don't think anyone would sell, like an Osprey would sell. So I struggle to think of who who would actually get in the ring with him. I think they Nakamura. Nakamura is the only one who you could do, and it's been done before, and it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it wouldn't. The, the, the thing is, they'd get him and then put him with Lesnar, and then they'd end up having a proper scrap of each other. And then he'd end up going. Lesnar would win and he'd never be in the WWE again. Yeah, Osprey yeah. is kind of like back in the country. So he's got a um, Rev Pro title defense on the 28th or 29th, end of the month. Same time what? as the Rumble. Hey, in the UK. Here in the UK. It's in London. Hey, I'd have loved to have seen Will Osprey, this whole forbidden door. But I think if Will Osprey rocks up in WWE at the Royal Rumble, nobody would have a clue, unfortunately, who he is. No. Yeah, he wouldn't have. It, I think people would know. Not many. Like, it wouldn't be like AJ. But Switchblade, I reckon, could rock up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were two solid great shows. And, like, going into anniversary, yeah, hopefully they kind of get some more cross-promotion this year. If the pandemic does fucking ease up, because they do need it, like... All companies need it. Like even WWE, like their house show attendance has been absolute tragic at the moment. And it's it's not just AEW and impacts and everyone. I think at this point, Vince maybe has realised that because they're potentially losing money on house shows and stuff like that, perhaps they need these partnerships because it'll draw in viewers and it'll put people in seats. So I think, I mean, Vince's right, he's put NXT 2.0 back to a developmental territory. Personally, I think that was a right move. As much as I miss the Black and Gold brand, I think that was a right move and I think that it has worked. And if he's finally willing to open up to working with other federations, maybe this is going to be a little bit of a turning point for WWE and like Vince as a whole. Like maybe he's like, look, 
you know, he's not young. He's not a young guy, in, or maybe he's trying something different just to you know see if it works. Yeah, talking about um, AEW, I thought they had a pretty solid week. To be fair, it wasn't like too bad. I thought they had a few things going on. I mean that uh, obviously Big Swole kind of like was. Um, uh, well, tweeting about like diversity in wrestling, and obviously TK didn't take it that well. I think it, that the TK didn't take it well. It's just that he clearly didn't have somebody proofread his response. Yeah, just let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me finish. Like, I think there is a problem with diversity in wrestling. Um, as you can see, like, like, I, I guess it wasn't like Lesnar's, like Lesnar's fault, right? Reigns got COVID or whatever, and the situation changed. But like, kind of like, I think there is a slight issue in like diversity in like, in wrestling as a general. Like, you don't see many of the like, wouldn't say black or black people or whatever holding major titles. Like, not to say like, obviously the only one I could think of is Bobby and Thingy from APA. Um, for Rupi within WCW held that world title like I mean like I think like you know we're talking about but I think we talked about fucking Ruby Soho winning the hose belt in it and obviously because of that whole shit that kicked off with um, TK she obviously um, they obviously put her on Jade Cargill who's quite green but but she is good don't get me wrong but she's quite green and we <laughs> Or thought Ruby Soho was winning that belt. I mean, we spoke about this earlier. I don't think WWE has an issue. I think AEW perhaps do. I think wrestling as a whole perhaps does. I, I, th- I right. think I think WWE does have an issue. I think it's all wrestling like companies have an issue with diversity. Like, I think WWE has just started to turn the corner on that. Because obviously they had, better. Yeah, they've got better, but they haven't like gone fully all the way. Obviously, range is Samoan, so you can count that as whatever you want to count it as, like black or brown or whatever it is. And they obviously put it on the rock and whatever. But um, Bianca, um, Sasha, um, Men's is probably Bobby uh, and Biggie and it and uh, Kofi. That's six. See, that's, that's not, you know, not terrible. I think AEW. But you gotta remember, AEW is a new-ish company. Dama has that whole history. Yeah. I'm not defending. I'm, I'm not defending them. Like, I'm. I'm not defending the way that T- I think TK the way he's doing business is a bit, like you know, like that blaming Big Small's wrestling ability is not fucking the right thing to do. I think backstage, Tony Khan hasn't got the smart veterans around him. I mean, if you think about Vince McMahon, he's close-knit circle of basically people who've been with him for 30 years, and they've been through it all, and they probably kind of advise him, and he advises them, and they, they, they know what can and cannot be said and done. I don't think Tony Khan's got kind of wise veterans around him. So he did a gut instinct reply to an accusation that was made and it wasn't smart. And I fear that the only reason that Ruby Soho didn't win that belt was a response 
to all of this that occurred. And that's really unfair and not right because even though she's only been wrestling for like a year, she is like the, the what's the name of the woman who won it? Jade uh, Jade Cargill. She is talented and she will be a star. But I fear that the only reason that she won this title was a direct response to what occurred with Tony Khan. And I hope that her championship reign doesn't have that kind of stigma about it. Yeah, it's always going to have an asterisk in it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I think Tony Khan needs to perhaps take a little bit of a step back and stop like being so kind of, you know, reactionary. on TV, I need to be involved. Perhaps just take a step back and maybe get some people around you who can actually help you. Like, you know, you run the business rather than him being so fixated about being liked. Mm, how do you feel about like diversity in wrestling, James? Yeah, I think I agree with everything that's been said. If only Tony Khan had somebody that has, knows all about the business that's just been released from another major company that's now looking for work. If only he had Regal. someone like that knocking around. Regal. Uh, but I think I think exactly that. I think WWE's got better. I think there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are getting better. They're, they're giving more opportunities. They're pushing more things. I think you've had Lashley, like you said, you've had Lashley, you've had Kofi. Um, Xavier's currently the King of the Ring yeah, I forgot the King of the Ring as well I don't count uh, King of the Ring as like a major championship thing yeah I think yeah. AW AW's problem that I think they're going to lie at the moment and I think it's going to like from start to finish just on the basis that just wrestling as a whole because it's been that way for so long I think and correct me if I'm wrong probably the top stars or the most well known stars at the moment aren't from that kind of diversity just because of how wrestling's been and how people have been built up. And I think their problem is now that they've got so many superstars that have got a reputation from prior to that, that they want to make sure that every single one of them has their moment in the spotlight. And I, I think they're overlooking a lot of people and I think they're overlooking a lot of talent. Like, I, in terms of the, the big swaths, of, I personally didn't like her in the ring. I didn't think she was great, but he needs to realise that, that, like you said a minute ago, that's not the way to say whether he thinks that she was good in the ring or he thinks she was the worst best in the ring. That's just the kind of thing where you don't say anything. If one of your superstars come out and say it, then they've kind of, they're fair enough, but... Yeah, because they've been there as well. They've been there, so... Yeah, you need to take it on the chin instead of... Emotional response. I think I think his struggle is now. It's almost as if, and this is my take on Tony Khan because he's doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. I think he's looking at WWE and how Vince, Vince was, and he's rather than looking at how Vince was now. I think he's almost like he wants to be the Vince of '99 and 2000 that was always involved because that was such a successful period. I think he just needs to focus on taking himself out of the limelight and actually just running the company. Yeah, rather than trying to be involved in every single aspect of it because he hasn't come from a wrestling background. So he needs to realise that he's going to try and mirror himself against certain things, which is natural because if you're starting a company, you're going to look at the, like, the big established companies and see what kind of things you can cherry pick from them. But he doesn't have that wrestling background. And I think James's point was pretty much spawned. He needs people that are going to be straight shooters. And I really do think, I really do think that Regal is perfect for the company because he's going to be someone that's just going to, Say how it is. He's not going to mince his words, but he's going to. It's going to take time. 
Um, but I think it's still a struggle. But thankfully, thankfully, it's on it's on the increase at least. WrestleMania, the match between um, Banks and Belair, they were talking about that was the first time ever, and it kind of it knocks you back a little bit when it's like. 2021 wrestling's been knocking around for 60 years and that's the first time ever but and it was a really good match as well but you could see how much it meant to him in terms of how emotional there was in the ring yeah but to kind of sum it up I just think Tony Khan needs to delete his Twitter account and behave himself yeah Bash you know you upload the show and you give the show a title yeah. so like can you just put the title as Tony Khan please proofread tweets <laughs> I'm actually being serious can you please do that all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, all, all the AEW fans turn against us. Yeah. No, well, I'm on Red Switch page. I'll do them. It's fine. Um, we'll end up on AEW after dark or something. <laughs> yeah, make sure you, make sure you text me so I remember what it is. Yeah, just put. All you need to do is put in brackets. Tony Khan, please <laughs> proofread tweets. I'll send you a message. I'll deal with the AEW fans. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'm like. Uh, I think I think there's an issue with color as well. Like. Like, you know what I mean by colour? Mm. Like, I think there's a major issue with colour. Like, like I've been, like, catching up in the past two, three weeks. And, like, every, like, like big kind of match has had colour in it. I mean, like, Brian and Paige, the second match, you didn't need that much colour. And, like, the... Yeah. And, the, like, the woman's street fight didn't need that much colour. It's like they're using colour for the sake of having colour. I mean, like, if you're talking about, like... If you're talking about good usage of colour, then let's look at Kento Tanahashi. Like, because that wasn't meant to happen or whatever. And, like, that <laughs> like that blood that blood splatter on that table, that camera angle that the cameraman shot of that, that last shot of the end of the match, that, like I said, will stay with me forever. But, like, the colour spots in the Brian Page 2 match and um, the... Um, women's match aren't staying with me because like you know like AEW's colour 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 like I think they're using colour way too much as a device tool it's, there's no spontaneity to it like no you, you if you're going to do colour you need to have it's, yeah you're right you need to have like some some spontaneous thing to it where it's like you you may think that either the wrestler's doing it like properly or like you know cutting or whatever but you need to you as a fan need to not know it's happening. Well, New Japan it's spontaneous and natural, and this was an occurrence that just happened. WWE don't like color, and AEW like I think basically every wrestler just gets given a fucking little razor blade every time they walk through the curtain, and like yeah yeah, so if you want to cut, especially Cody Rhodes. Dear God, I think that guy likes self harm. <laughs> I don't know like, what's going on with like with issues. <laughs> like, like, and then they put the world title at the opener again, which is weird as hell. I mean, yeah, that's like why you put like. Have you not got faith in Hangman? You put in your world title. You put your world title on him, but you put it on TV as the curtain jerker. It's like Brian's not going oh. anywhere, is he? He's like he's, he's not flying back to when his WWE missions. did it two years ago. Like when like Lesnar was out first, that was because Lesnar didn't give a fuck and he just wanted to go home. Everyone knew it. <laughs> it was like Lesnar just wanted to do his job and go home. Yeah, it's like, are, now, you, are you not giving a little bit more? Don't get me wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. AEW like, don't need to do it. Like, don't get me wrong. The send off with the 
whatever it was, the Jurassic Express and Phoenix fucking breaking his arm or whatever happened to his arm. Was it's He's done something to his arm which looked horrible and the landing was Oh, dude, disgusting. his arm went to jelly. It and was like, horrible. Yeah, oh. and you're like, you're like, okay, you're sending the people home happy, but either way, you could have sent the people home happy with Hangman and Paige, innit? So you're kind of devaluing your world title putting it in an opening spot. I think we have discussed this before, like card placement, especially needs to be sorted out in AEW, like where matches are on the card. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like a tag team main event, yeah, like, but like Jurassic Express isn't as big as Brian versus Hangman Page, is it? No. And I think on that, because you mentioned Jurassic Express, uh, Bash myself, well, we both discussed that. Because Tony Khan doesn't want this kind of perception that he's going to release people from their contracts and sack people. Instead, he's just going to let their contracts expire. And Marco Stunt, I've got a screenshot of, um, in fact, I'll uh, put it in the group chat afterwards. There's a list of people who we expect whose contracts are coming up within the next kind of like month or two. And Marco Stunt's on there. And I don't think he's going to be renewed. Like, there's a lot of wrestlers whose contracts... AEW, because you haven't seen them on TV for a while anyway, so you probably won't even notice that they've gone. But I think you're going to see it. I think there's going to be quite a a little bit of a bus flip in uh, AEW, and I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be free agents very soon. But because Tony Khan doesn't want the negativity or the bad kind of perception that is similar to Vince and letting people go. Um, mm. I think Tony Khan's going to have a rough two or three months. Yeah, but people forget that he let fucking B. Priestley go in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. Like, he's letting people go in the middle of the pandemic. It just hasn't been flipping as newsworthy. Like, I suppose like, a lot of people don't know. People know B. Priestley's wheels misses. I don't know if she still is or whatever. She's signed with NXT UK, but like. I think Toby Khan's going to be in the limelight over the next three months, and it's not going to be a positive. Yeah. Because it's clear as day what he's doing, and he's trying to do it to save his own face. Kind of face, because he doesn't want to be seen as that guy, but he's going about it in a little bit of a shady way. And I, I, I think Toby Khan. Uh, I think he needs to kind of take a step back and I think he's going to have a rough few months. Yeah, don't get... fine, but he's going to have a rough few months. Yeah, I think the the show was like, in Battle of the Bounce wasn't that bad. I thought it was a good, good little one hour show, but like, it's interesting how to pull Cody off the card and have the interim, whatever. Like, Sam is the interim champion and like, they had the FDW title one and the women's the women's match main event, which was great. But like you didn't have your world title on the show that's called Battle of the Belts. It's like what the fuck are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Why why are you haven't you got your world title as like the centerpiece of a show that's meant to be a special? Mm. What about um if you wanted to well Moxley? Moxley's due to return soon. So I mean, all out, when you have the Casino Battle Royale or whatever it is, he's my pick to come back, return, win it, and I reckon you can have Hangman versus Moxley in the near future. 
Yeah, it's just like I'm still like it as a company. Don't get me wrong. Like I just think they need to sort out some shit in it. You get me? You know what I mean? Like they need, they need to sort out some. Pardon? They need the veterans. They need some consistent veterans in the back talking to Tony Khan. And I reckon if he did that and got the right people around him. I reckon the company would go from being, oh, great, AEW is great to, oh my God, AEW is excellent. Uh, all I gotta say is great to have, <laughs> J- it's great to hear JR back after his like, cancer thing. Yeah. Like, the, the hardest thing they've got going is Punk and MJF, to be fair. MJF is, he's a star. I mean, he is, oh God, when his contract's up in 2024. <laughs> That's going to be a bidding war. That's going to be like some next level. Yeah. Um, what are you saying, James? How do you feel about the whole situation? I, just, I think I'm just touching back on what James has just said there, just listening to everything all together. Like the stuff we've what they're going to do I think he has I think he's now going to face an issue with like the way that he's got to now get rid of everyone or we're going to say get rid of everyone but he's going to have to start making like the saturation of the whole the whole roster as it's whole and it's not even like it's they're all like mid to upper card talent as well it's not just like like lower leagues I know that WWE's got rid of everyone or like every man in his dog but they've got rid of people from every level and I think he's, they're now in a situation where they've got to start trimming it down because going back to what you said, we've put in the, put in the, the main event match or to say the main event, the world title match at the beginning. I think they need someone that's like just a top tier booker that's going to realise that, yes, it was a feel-good win for Jurassic Express and like, yeah, everyone wanted them to win, but they shouldn't ever be the main event of a match when you've got your world title in the picture. Yeah, especially a world title match like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that you've hyped up for been two, three weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Sometimes like, sometimes you need it. Like, if you go back, like the most classic example is going all the way back to 93 SummerSlam when British Bulldog won the Intercontinental title in the main event. Like, yeah, I understand they do it sometimes, but it's devaluing them, the, like the talent and the belts. It's devaluing Hangman because you give yeah, him all yeah. that story. Like, and he finally the wins the big one and you put him in the, like, the fucking curtain jerker matches. That means you don't have faith in your world champion to draw. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to do it for like a big occasion, like going back to the Sasha versus Bianca match, like, yeah, fair enough. You've done that for the right reason. Put it on first because it's a big match. Let them go on last because it's a historical moment. But just to kind of throw it in for a tag team match that would have had the same effect whether it was the first match, the middle match or the end. It is devaluing the title because people aren't going to be there. Like you, you don't want to stay and watch that. Like a lot of people, the whole big thing, especially like in my opinion, is like you wait for the main event. That's something that kind of keeps you going, especially when you're watching it live in the night time. Yeah, that's like WWE putting on the men's Royal Rumble first, the women's Royal Rumble second, and then letting the rest of the card run out because no one's going to watch it. Everyone's just going to turn off. Yeah, everyone turn off. Isn't it? But I do think it like just touching on what James said about MJF. I do think that's set to be one of the biggest bidding wars in probably wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're, 
when he's when his contract does end because he's unbelievable in the ring. He is talented on the last unbelievable on the mic as well. And I've I've watched him ever since MLW when he was like he was leading the faction there when he was had the same kind of he, arrogant... he was he was over here in Red Pro. People forget like he was over here in Red Pro doing the same thing. Over the next two years, if MJF is worth that much now, he's gonna probably have one or two title reigns under his belt come 2024 and I think his value is just going to be astronomical it's going to be that is going to be a, it, like, do you remember when Omega it, news broke that Omega was leaving New Japan and everyone was like AEW didn't quite exist just yet so it was like well where's going he's going WWE he's going Impact yeah. so you know, it, it's going to be on that kind of level, perhaps even bigger. I'm talking about impact. You watched the Hard to Kill show, didn't you, James? Like, um, yeah, I watched about the vast majority of it. As a whole, I think it was great. I think the matches was great. The, the women's Ultimate X match was good. Um, the final match was good. I think the way that they've, they've built up Mickey James, I do think that the only thing that I did think not to kind of put like a sound on it, whether they was going to put her forward and make her look so strong against Diana Pizarro if she wasn't going to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been a little bit more of a close contest, but they've made her look like an absolute world star. And she is, because she's always been phenomenal. She's been the, the, about a safer pair of hands as you could ever imagine. Um, but as a whole, it was it's, it's progress, like the step in the right direction. And I think this is why... Like, it's good for wrestling at the moment because they're on the increase, putting out good shows. There's avenues for other wrestlers to drop in there. And if they can mix someone like a Samoa Joe, just to give them that little bit of star power, I really think they're going to be someone that should, because they should do anyway, but um, in their, like, kind of rise from the ashes of the fact that Ring of Honor's fallen down. Yeah, I think start making some big signings, but I I would recommend it. It's like I watch them every now and again, and it's 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 a it's a long it's a long long way away from like probably AEW and WWE, but it's also a long way away from Sting versus Jeff Hardy at Bound for Glory 2011. Yeah. So I think I think I think Gresh- Gresham's kind of like the the new like not when NWA was like kind of not NWA but they had a champion and he would travel around yeah. know, different promotions like Gresham's got his own show like on the weekend like he's got a lot of the Ring of Honor people and, he, and he's got Jay Lethal from AEW on that card somehow and I'm like okay that might seem like an interesting show and he's obviously I know he defended a belt and a hard to kill didn't he against yeah. Saban and like I think it's interesting what he's doing, kind of like going from place to place defending the Ring of Honor title and like Ring of Honor is kind of not existing right now. Yeah, and it was it was a good match. It was like it was a good match. Was like I don't, I still not sold on Moose as good as the Moose match was. Yeah. Um, I'm still not sold it, but they give everyone like everyone had some sort of time. Everyone had a little bit of time to kind of get involved. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey was a. Uh, Yes, yeah, that's an interesting one for me. You know, he, was like had a, he was a special guest almost, or like a new a debut, should I say. He has a new signing for him, like Speedo Mike Bailey. He's fucking great. I saw him in Progress and I think Rev Pro and things like that while he was like touring the UK and whatever. Like Speedball by Mike Bailey is someone to watch out for. Like, I've I, I really, know, 
sorry, sorry to James. When we went and saw Fight Club Pro, um, is it PWG? Is that a Not, yeah, Pro Wrestling Arena? Um, their shows are now on the WWE Network. And do you remember the wrestler that we saw at Fight Club Pro, the Black Swan, the guy who came out in, like the silver face paint? Yeah, um, yeah, I know, you, I know you're yeah. on about. I can't think about He's their champion and has been now for a year and a half. And he's very good friends with um, the NXT UK champion. Oh, uh, I, think it, I think you're on about progress, you mean? Well, yeah. Progress uh, is on the network, yeah. And uh, um, I think WXD, WXW yeah, is on I reckon the he is NXT UK bound because um, he's been... Uh, I've been watching the shows. I mean, what, I mean, I had no clue who he was when we saw him in Fight Club Pro, watched him wrestle, and he was like, yeah, he's pretty good. Watched him in these shows on the WWE Network, and he's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's had belt for a year and a half. If you're talking about a great match you want to check out, you want to check out fucking Gabriel Kidd versus Eddie Kingston, and there's a flipping war. They were just beating the hell out of each other, like strike for strike. It was a madness. It was like, like you mean, like talking about Japanese strong style, strong style, yeah. and... Fucking that was like if you can find it somewhere like uh, you should be able to find it quite easily. You just put Gabriel Kid versus Eddie Kingston strong. Should be able like to find it. I mean, uh, Gabriel Kid was like one of the standouts on the British indie circuit. Like people like he was in WCPW or whatever he was called and kind of travelling around whatever. Like he's a Nottingham lad who's kind of made it to Japan. So I've got to give him props for that. You know, I think I think New Japan are picking up on a lot of the British talent. I, I watched his farewell when he when he left the fine wrestling because that was what what culture wrestling became. The yeah. fine wrestling, and he did like his farewell there about like what he was going to do with his career and where he was going to go and stuff. So I'm I'm happy that he's kind of he's hit the ground running and he's like he's he's there now, isn't he? Like he's he's in the main picture. He was the main. He was in the main event match. So I guess the top guy of. Um, well, like middle of middle of the, I wouldn't say Eddie Kingston the top top guy, but you know, he's in like the middle of the, like you know, a, a main event match with a, like a guy who's been on TV. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to end it with um, kind of like kind of like talking about diversity and whatever. Phil Spencer talking about um, the what like the Xbox community is not a free speech community. Which I find int- really intriguing because, like, uh, you two are gamers, so you probably got more to talk about that kind of thing because you talk to people on a headset and shit like that. So, I'm I mean, Phil to- Spencer took over Xbox around about 2014 when the Xbox, um, the Xbox One came out. I think it was around about that time that he took over as the head honcho of like Microsoft's like Microsoft Xbox. And, um, I mean, if you'd have played on the Xbox 360 back in the day, Jesus Christ, the, the, there was no, like, moderation. There was no... I mean, it was an absolute fucking battleground. Everyone was just savage to one another online. And, dear God, it toughened you up. It was just an absolute wasteland <laughs> of just people just fucking insulting one another. But... It really was. I think now... Uh, I think... You know what? The world's changed. Everyone's so... 
I don't want to say thin-skinned, but it's... I, I can understand why Microsoft are perhaps putting stuff in place to make it a more welcoming environment and everything like that. Because, I mean, if you, if you put, a, I don't know, a, an, somebody who's 17 years old in 2022 on an Xbox 360 chat. Oh, dear God, they'd be in tears within minutes. It, it, it wouldn't end well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, see, like, like I said, I don't really... I'm not really a community gamer, so I can't really speak on it. I'm more solitary. People aren't as savage as they were. I'm, but... I'm very solitary as a gamer. Like, I, I mean, gaming like, should yeah. be a safe place. You know, at the end of the time, to- the end of the day, it's a pastime. You do you do it for enjoyment, but at the same time, like it, it's 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 evolved from something that was very hostile and very competitive, and the, ultimately, Microsoft's trying to make it more kind of user friendly, which I understand. I mean, everywhere's doing it. Twitter are doing it. Facebook are doing it. And, you know. Yeah, but it's the argument of free speech, isn't it? I mean, it's the second, like, yeah. in America, it's the second amendment, right? I don't know what, what the fuck it is here. Like, it's, okay, so you don't agree with somebody somebody's views, but still, they kind of, like, it's me, like, me talking to a racist, and it? it's like, I don't agree with your viewpoint, but I'm going to try and shift your viewpoint. Do you know what I mean? And like, a lot of people do not want that type of dialogue. Like, they don't, no, want, no. They don't, okay. they don't want a shifting of their viewpoint. Like, I'm right, you're wrong, and it's kind of like, for me, free speech is about, like, kind of a balance of a... Uh, it's like us, like, you know, when you talk about wrestling, not everybody's going to agree with us, isn't it? That you're going to have the diehard people who are not going to agree with everything we say, because that would be boring, I mean, we don't always agree on everything. But, like, but the end of that, like, it's... Having a podcast is... It's an opinion show. Yeah, I think podcasting is the, the epitome of free speech. Yeah. Like, um, because like you can say what you want and like, obviously if if you're a big podcast you probably get into trouble or whatever but like if you're signed to a company or whatever but if you're like a do it yourself like us kind of do it ourselves and whatever we can like share our own opinions between each other and like no, well, nobody can unless we speak on this, flagged. yeah unless <laughs> we speak on a sensitive subject which we usually kind of spoke about a few sensitive subjects but no, I think we kind of do it quite well. We we try and avoid it when necessary. Like we we know where the line is, and the, yeah, the... I, th- I think that's important just to know where boundaries are. Yeah, um, but with something like gaming, um, ultimately, if Microsoft are going to go down that avenue, and and if that's the that's you know moving forward, they want to make it so that everything's all you know, butterflies and flowers and everyone be nice to one another. I think they've got a big fucking job on their hand. Because, I mean, online gaming's still savage. It's not like what it was, but it still has its moments. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping it doesn't become a Big Brother platform where they're listening in on chats and people are getting bans over, you know, having an emotional reaction. I mean, if somebody's been a dickhead... Like, if somebody's been racist, if somebody's, like, proper going in on someone, then, yeah, fucking ban them. They're clearly a dick. But if somebody's just effing and blinding through a game, uh, you know, because, obviously, maybe they're losing, maybe they're whatever, then, you know, I don't think it's needed. And I think Microsoft might have a big job on their hands. James? 
that I agree. I can I completely agree. Like, there's I've been in some hostile environments on the Xbox 360 back in the day, and like, no, it is. It's like, I think it's just you can tell that the, you can tell the rule of like a certain age as well. People that come out normally like racial slurs and stuff like that. Some people say for like the sake of saying it. I think we literally played playing Warzone like three days ago, and someone called me Turkish of all things. I don't know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like where have you got that from of all things um, so I think it's just it's too easy for like people to get away with it and they think that like they're going to be in a group with their friends and they're going to be like 15, 16 like unfortunately you do get people that are older as well but just in my experience it tends to be that kind of age group that they say because they know they can't say in like day to day life and it makes them feel like they're like the greatest person in the world it makes them feel like they're like the top lad <laughs> So it does need to be filtered out, but I think it's going to be something that's too... You're always going to have people that are opposed to it, like you've just said with the diehard side of things. The only way to really combat it is to have things monitored properly, but then if you monitor things properly, you'll have people that will then go out about like freedom of speech or you can't say this or it's the government that are, or the Illuminati seems to be the, the common one, like, oh, they're listening into what we say. So you're never going to please everyone, but I think for the safety of others, because like, it doesn't affect me. I'm thankful and lucky enough to not have any form of like mental issues or anything like that. But there is people that do have it, and there is people that if there was called something like that, just go back to like the Turkish comment, for example, that it would really have like a massive effect on people. And you do unfortunately hear about people that have then tried to take their own lives or they have because of like online bullying and this and that. So I think there's, they've got to do something. But as to what they do, unfortunately, that goes. Well above if, the... if I'm in a group yeah, chat, right. let's say I'm in a group chat with Bash and I tell someone to fuck off because they've been camping and they've just killed me. Fair enough, Microsoft. Don't do anything. Let it slip. Yeah. Now, if I'm talking to Bash and I threaten to 9-11 fucking WWE's Titan Towers because Dolph Ziggler wins the Royal Rumble, then perhaps yeah. report me to someone. Yeah, report. I think they should do more. I think that's what they don't do. I think they should do more with the reporting feature because you report people and nothing really ever happens. Well, not in my experience, has anything ever happened. So I think, um, I think that's the big thing for me that some some description they've got to find a balance on it. And I think they they should do something with the reporting feature, just at, at least investigate it. Or if someone gets reported, say like we we're opposed to each other, and I'll report you for something that you've said. Listening for a couple of days, listening for a week, see what they like, see if they can gauge it, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's genuinely just out there to cause somebody emotional distress by, you know, it could just be that they're just effing and blinded at them, it could be something more severe, like being racist or, you know, I'm just going to fucking kill yourself, something like that, then yeah, like you said, listening for a couple of days, see if it's a trend, and if it's a trend, then fucking block them get rid of them and make sure that they can't create another profile and just give them a hard ban. But if it's just somebody effing and blinding because they're, I don't know, emotionally invested in the game that they're playing, then just leave them alone. Like, it's... When you told me, Bash, that, like, Phil Spencer was looking at... This was something that they were looking at and they're looking to do. I think it's a very big job they've got on their hands, if I'm completely honest. And I just hope that if they do do it, that they do it right and that they don't ban the wrong people. Yeah, I think that's a fit note to end the podcast on. Free speech. Indeed. Uh, yeah, Freedom so of speech. I'll make sure the file gets uploaded this time. Excellent. And, and uh, I'll set the title for yeah, the show. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to put your plugs in, James? 
Um, yeah, Jimmy Fences on. Oh, is it Jimmy Fences on? I think it's Jimmy Fences on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. Not Twitter on uh, Twitch, and then it's just James Vaughan fourteen on everything else. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, we can be found at Breeze underscore shooting. Yeah, James, deal with the AEW fans. Yeah, I'll deal with them. And um, yeah, you can find me in real life. Or um, um, my I normally put my Twitter thing at the in the show notes. So it's at the broken point one, but I don't really talk about wrestling on there unless it's a major, major thing. I kind of leave it to the podcast. But yeah, um, we might come back to do a Royal Rumble breakdown preview. It just depends on schedules. If not, we'll definitely be back after Royal Rumble. So. I'm happy to do a preview show because I do always enjoy the... Uh, I mean, we've touched upon it slightly, but I do always enjoy doing the preview shows, especially for the Rumble. So yeah, I'm good for a preview show as well. Cool. We'll sort out a schedule sometime next week or the week after. Um uh, just before the rumble we'll try and aim to do a show. But yeah, thanks everybody. I'll uh, make sure this gets uploaded now. <laughs> cool. Take okay. care, yeah. See you later. Enjoy And you stay safe yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>